If you would love to create a transformational and successful coaching business, but you don't know where to start or how to make this a full-time career, then my new certification program, Influential Coach, is for you. There is no other four-month live online mastermind like this. I'm going all in, guns blazing on this one with you to skyrocket your coaching career and personal brand online. You will learn the frameworks I personally use for rapid transformational coaching so you can support your clients to achieve their dreams no matter where they are in life. You will also learn how to authentically brand and market yourself as a coach so you can stand out from the rest and build a career of freedom and fulfillment. Spots are limited and this is an application only program. So if you're serious about finally committing to building a successful career in transformational coaching, then head over to imjoelbrown.com slash coach and apply today. Welcome to the Addicted to Success podcast. I'm your host, Joel Brown, and I have my cousin here, <laughs> Les Brown, who is a self-development titan, incredible motivational speaker, entrepreneur, best-selling author, the list goes on and on and on. Les has been rocking stages for decades now and moving so many minds and hearts over the years. So Les, it's so good to have you back on the Addicted to Success podcast. Last time we had you on here, you cried on the podcast. You got super real. We got super vulnerable. And then you left us with this super profound message about really living our dreams. So I'm excited to have you here today. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. I promise not to cry this time. <laughs> nothing's wrong with crying man <laughs> but your your laugh is contagious i tell you that we had a lot of people messaging like i just love listening to les's laugh it just makes me feel good for the morning <laughs> oh boy it's 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 very important to be joyful it's good for your health and for your attitude and 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 how you handle this thing called life because in life you you are going to experience a lot of things and victor Frankl calls it he calls it unavoidable suffering, that you're either in a problem or just left one or hit it toward one. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. You, you got to gauge yourself, right? And, and check in and see you, where am I at right now? And, and yeah. to that note, let's go into this because last time on the, on the podcast, we went into uh, your perspectives on dreams and beliefs and, and you shared really powerful stories. Uh, let's dive into the current situation that we're in right now. And I think just really reflecting on what it's like for those that are in a, in a space where they may feel stuck. You know, there are a lot of people right now that are challenged by the, the situation, the climate that we're in. So what would your advice be for someone that may be in lockdown? Because out here in Australia, we have the whole city of Melbourne and Victoria, the state of Victoria is in full lockdown for six weeks. And then they're told it could be 12 months. And, you know, as you could imagine, people are just losing it right now. It's, it's very important. First of all, I want to thank you for giving me the opportunity to be on your program and to thank you for the commitment that you've made on your life and answered the call to be a voice of light and helping people to develop mental resolve. And that's, that's the major thing that people need to do right now because things are happening that we never saw coming. So in I think about the movie Forrest Gump. He said, life is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. He did not lie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we didn't see this coming. And so when, you, when something happens, when life snatches the rug from under you, and, and you don't see an, a, a light at the end of the tunnel, 
one of the most important things, first of all, is to be still, not to react, to be still and to gather your wits about yourself, to, to gather your, your mindset. I, I remember when years ago, perhaps before you were born, Muhammad Ali fought Joe Frazier. The first time he was knocked down. And, mm. and he jumped right back up. And Howard Kilsell, the, the sports announcer, said, why did you get up so quickly, Muhammad? And he said, I looked at where I was. And he said, a canvas is no place for a champion to be. And he said, so I jumped back up. And I think that people need to right now jump back up inside of themselves. When we're in a fearful situation, the majority of people, as Zig Ziglar would say, they forget everything and they run. They forget that they're more than a conqueror. They forget greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. They forget the, the words from Lion King, Simba, you're more than that which you have become. And then he said, there's a small group of people who face everything and rise. And those are the people that's in your audience. Because this is a time that we must pour into ourselves. Elsie Robinson said, things may happen around you and things may happen to you, but the only things that really count are the things that happen in you. And so this is a time that we have to reflect and we have to have a ritual and a plan of action to fortify ourselves, to fortify our faith and allow our doubts to starve to death, to strengthen ourselves from the inside because we don't know what's coming next. And, and, and be able to have your mindset is major. I used to wonder why my mother said in church, I thank the Lord for waking me up in my right mind this morning. Now that I'm 75, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we had Tony Robbins on the podcast and we're having this conversation about making better quality decisions. He, he said, that's the quality of life. Like to really live that deep quality of life is better quality decisions. And it starts with how you start your day. It starts with really centering yourself. So I love that you're talking about this too. It must be really important. You know, we've got two greats that are sharing this. So, okay, Les, you and I are in a movie together called The Age of the Entrepreneur. And in that movie, you talk about the power of the internet. You talk about how it's really important to tap into these new platforms with technology to really get your message out there. So for anyone that's in lockdown, quarantine, whether they've just realized like economically it's not working too well in the way it used to and they want to pivot, what would your advice be when it comes to just starting to gather your message and get, getting ready to put it out there to influence others? We've created something called the Power Voice System the power voice system. And the reason we have that we've gone from brick and mortar to click and order. Things have changed in the economy globally. And the people who learn how to look at this green light and sit in front of this computer and, and be able to do basically three things. Number one, attention is the new currency to attract attention to yourself with your story. Because when people see you on this computer, they're asking three questions unconsciously. Who are you? What do you have? And why should I care? So being able to attract attention. Next thing is being able to create an experience around the attention 
to hold the attention. Because if you're attracted and can't hold the attention because of all the noise and all the distractions, you're going to lose out. So having a plan of action to create an experience that will transform the people that watch you individually and collectively. And the next thing is to direct the attention so that they become, as Mother Teresa would say, who I love to quote, a pencil in the hand of God and start writing a new chapter with their lives. So this is where we are. The attention getting process is major for us to begin to amplify our, our, our purpose, the things that we want to do, the goals that we want to achieve, the ability to create collaborative, achievement-driven, supportive relationships that can help, help us to go to where we want to go. Mm. Man, I love this. I love this. Yeah, this is such a great opportunity right now. We can look at it as, you know, it's a pit of sorrow or it's a platform that we can launch from in a new direction. So yes. I love that you're sharing this. Yeah, people say that opportunity knocks on every door. No, opportunity stands by silently waiting for you to recognize it. And so you had millions of people who've lost their jobs just in the United States, over 50 million, and another 47 million will be losing their jobs to artificial intelligence. Here's what I believe. That opportunity stands by silently waiting for you to recognize it. Out of this place where we are right now, three kinds of people are gonna come through. Millionaires, billionaires, and witnesses. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Millionaires, <laughs> billionaires, and witnesses. People who will watch and say, wow. <laughs> so the people that listen to you, the people that watch you, they're gonna be in the first two categories. They'll be millionaires, or billionaires. He will not yeah. be witnesses. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Some people are spectators, they're bench warmers, but they're not in, on the field in the game, right? No, they're, they're caught up in the information and entertainment driven culture. And, and, and what happens is that the viewership of entertainment, of sports, of old fights and football games and basketball games, that won't serve them. Uh, the, the watching yeah. of pornography 24-7, that won't help them put food on the table. And so there's a certain level of consciousness that you have to go to and say, now what? Now what do I do with this place where I am, with what has happened? How do I make this an asset rather than a liability. Where should my focus go right now? Because where focus goes, energy flows. That many people, they react rather than respond, reacting with fear and confusion and hopelessness and powerlessness, but not knowing that they're greater than anything that can ever happen to them in life. This place where we are just happens to be extremely strange because making the wrong decision can cost you your life. I, I practice social distancing, not only from people, but from my refrigerator. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. So, so Les, you mentioned before that you're in your 70s right now. And I'm 75, yes. 75 and good to be alive. I love it. Yeah, I love, it. So, I love so, that one. Thank you for that one. <laughs> I'll trademark it. 
you can have it, bro. Uh, so you're, you're in your mid 70s and you would have seen quite a bit in your life, right? I remember when I was a little kid, my granddad here in Australia used to say, when we'd like act up and play around, he'd say, you know what? He said, your generation of pussies. He said, you got a good. He said, you, you're spoiled. He said, you don't know what hard times are because he came from the war. And it's really interesting to see because I feel like we have softened. You know, everyone's getting so concerned about self and not so much in mission. Are you seeing this? Do you see that like we've become softer as a society, a society in a sense of getting a bit spoiled, getting a bit distracted, like chasing, like you said, the entertainment and not stepping up and being in mission? Are you noticing this? We don't have that luxury now. Things have so radically changed. People are rethinking their lives. People are looking at where they are. A a friend of mine was traveling on a train across Europe and and soldiers asked them who were sleeping, woke them up and asked them several questions. Number one, who are you? And a lot of people are reflecting on themselves. Who am I really? Uh, Victor Frankl, who wrote the book, The Man's Search for Meaning, he said, adversity introduces a man to himself. Number two, where have you been? And people are looking at their lives and asking themselves, do I have the life that I envisioned for myself? Most people don't want to die a life of regret. You hear on television the thousands of people that are dying every day from the coronavirus, and there's a fear for your life. Other thing he said, where are you going? And that's something that people need to really focus on because during this time, I see it as a cocoon, we wanna spend this time working on ourselves. No matter how many legs a caterpillar has, it, it can never fly. And so when it's in the cocoon, it's working on itself. It's going through a transformation. And where are you going and who's going with you? And this is a time that you want to evaluate your relationships. There are two types of relationships. There are nourishing relationships and there are toxic relationships. Nourishing relationships, they bring the best out of you. They challenge you. Uh, When I think about the gentleman who transformed my life, he said, Mr. Brown, someone's opinion of you does not have to become your reality. Those words are very important to me because I was born in an abandoned building on a floor in a poor section of Miami, Florida called Liberty City. I'm adopted. I was labeled educable, mentally retarded and put back from the fifth grade to the fourth grade. And I fell again in the eighth grade. So I was called DT, the dumb twin. I'm one of seven children that my mother adopted. And so when he said, someone's opinion of you does not have to become your reality, he interrupted my vision of myself, how people live their lives is a result of the story they believe about themselves. We live in a world where we've been marginalized and told more about our limitations rather than our potential, rather than being educated, we've been indoctrinated, particularly if you're a person of color and and led to believe that you are inferior. And so this is a time more than ever that self-awareness is important, self-approval, that you look at what it is you want out of this thing called life. Life is God's gift to us and how we live our lives is our gift to God. 
self-approval and self-commitment that once you envision those things that you want for yourself beyond your comfort zone, because in order to do something you've never done, you've got to become someone you've never been. And, and, and then out of that comes some fulfillment. And, and that takes you right back to self-awareness. It's a cyclic process. So when you come up in a system like in, in the United States, where you are dismissed, where you are demonized, where you are marginalized, and, and systems are put in place to prevent you from advancing. The St. Louis Federal Reserve said stunningly, a white high school dropout will create three times more wealth than a black college graduate. Three times more wealth. Why? Because of the things in the system that's designed to hold people of color back and to the advantages of, of, of the light expression people, as I love to say. And so in order for us to break through that and live a life of achievement, a life of significance, a life that will allow us to live what Horace Mann called a life of contribution. He said, we should be ashamed to die until we've made some major contribution to humankind. And wow. so in order for us to do that, to live a life that will outlive us, you gotta be hungry. That's the title of my book. You got to be hungry. And people that are hungry, they make things happen in spite of. People that are hungry believe always strive to get on top in life because it's the bottom that's overcrowded. People that are hungry find a way to win. Yes. If you're listening to this right now, watching this, get your plates ready. Get your bibs on. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I love it, man. So, Les, in the last interview we did together, and even in this one here, I've noticed you, you make reference to God and scriptures and Jesus. Out of all the Bible characters, because I know you grew up in church and you know, you've, you've gone through scriptures over years. Out of all the Bible characters, which one do you resonate with the most? And, and maybe even relate to in a sense that you feel like you've gone through a similar struggle or a similar breakthrough that we can learn a lesson from as well. You know, I'm not a religious person. I'm a spiritual person. Religious yep. people are afraid of going to hell. Spiritual people have been there. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> the difference between me and ministers, they preach the gospel about Jesus. I preach the gospel that Jesus preached. All right? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I, yes. I, 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 I love Paul because of his character. I love what he went through and how he stayed the course. I've experienced a lot. You know, my, my oncologist who just had an unusual personality, Mr. Brown, you have four stage cancer and you've had it for the past 27 years. I'm here in, in Atlanta and I was at the Cancer Centers of America three weeks ago. Mr. Brown, are you aware you have fourth stage cancer? And I said, yes. And I was reminded of what the Dr. Gosen said to me when I asked him, can you give me a second opinion? And he says, yes, and you're ugly too. <laughs> I said, oh my God! <laughs> Classic. Listen, man, this is serious <laughs> stuff. 
me talking about that. Come on, man. Don't call me ugly. He said, you ugly then. <laughs> but you got this. We determine the diagnosis. You and God determine the prognosis. I don't tell patients they're terminally ill. He said, I tell patients my knowledge, my skill, and my ability to help you has terminated. Now you and God have to explore some other options. So I left his office, not with a heart full of fear, but a heart full of faith that I got this. And I say that people that are watching and listening to you and I right now, that they should begin to embrace the reality that they got this, that this has not come to stay. It has come to pass. That there are all kinds of moments in life when things will happen, you'll be in a different territory and you say, oh my God, I can't handle this. And you got through. You not only survived, but you became better because of that experience. There are some things that happen to you and there are some things that happen for you. And as a result of that, it, 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 it strengthens you. I, I remember you mentioned Tony, who is, I think, one of the great icons in this industry when I wrote the company that spent millions of dollars promoting his personal power program. And I sent them my information in my video. And they said, oh, you've got a, a fascinating story. But we don't believe that a black person would have any appeal to the American public. Wow. And so our answer to you is no, we will not partner with you. And I wrote them back and said, thank you very much. I never would have known that I was black had you not told me. I'll see you from the top. <laughs> and because of that response, because Tony has the complexion of connection and I have the complexion of rejection, that fired something up in me. And so I said, I'm going to make it in spite of an infomercial. And when Toastmasters in 1992 selected the top five speakers in the world, they selected General Norman Schwarzkopf, Robert Schuller, Paul Harvey, Leah Coker, and myself. No infomercial, no pumping of millions of dollars in. But what I focused on while he was uh, hyping people to do his firewalk, I was changing lives. And so when you have the, the heart to live a heart-centered life and and answer the calling on your life, where your heart is, there your treasure is also. That eye has not seen, ear has not heard, nor has entered the heart of mankind what God has in store for you. And I encourage everybody, whatever, if they've lost their job, if they've, their business has gone under, understand if you created before, you can do it again. Eight out of 10 millionaires have been financially bankrupt. Walt Disney filed bankruptcy seven times and had two nervous breakdowns, and he still came through. And so I believe that everybody that's listening to us right now, if they focus their mind, because that's the main thing, stuff's happening, and when things happen to you or someone you care about, it, 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 it takes a toll on you. And I talked to my second oldest daughter, and, and she told me that, the, the, the two people looked at her ambulance attendants when she went to the nursing home to, to see her mother and say, hey, 
um, we think she might be KV positive and you too, that, that impacted me as well. And so we have to really work on ourselves and we have to do the things that we must do to keep our lives moving forward. We only have so much time here. And so having the focus, the discipline and positioning yourself to win once we come out of here, to rethink your life, to reinvent yourself, to look at your relationships and ask the question, is this relationship an asset or a liability? Am I growing mentally, emotionally, and spiritually? There's some relationships we have to let go or be dragged. And so right now, Jim Rowan, he talked about the fact that you have to look at your relationship and ask the question, what kind of person am I becoming because of this relationship? Am I growing mentally and emotionally and spiritually? Am I becoming a better person, a better father, a wife? You know, and so in this thing called life, you have to evaluate and monitor. We have to watch as well as pray. Yes, amen to that. I love it. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I heard somebody say the other day that God's not an architecture because if he was an architect, he'd be very frustrated that we're not sticking to the plan. <laughs> he, said, he said, instead, we're co-creating. You know, it's like it's yeah. happening in real time. And I love that you said it's like it's me and God, you know, and that's what it is, relationship with God rather than an institution, you know, and a system that, that's man-made. We don't know what we're doing in that sense. So I love this. Is there an area in your life, Les, where you feel like you haven't quite doubled down on it yet in self-development or spiritual development that you feel like you, you know, if you had like an extra 10, 15, 20 years that you'd really love to dive deep into to just really double down on. To I would double food. down on my spiritual life and on my health. Yeah. Because during this time, gaps are from God. So my prayer time, my meditation, when I first get up in the morning, I say to myself, Lord, whatever I face today, together, you and I can handle it. And this is one of my favorite scriptures. All things work together for good for those who love God and for those who are called according to his purpose. And then my exercise. You know, my goal is to have a six-pack like you. I got one pack now covering up five <laughs> packs, but I'm coming for you. I want you to know that, all right? Don't let this 75 <laughs> fool you. And so working on my spiritual life, working on my health, and spending more time with my children and my 15 grandchildren and my four great-grandsons, that's what I hope to do and, and living a life that will outlive me, to leave a legacy with the time that I have left, to live full, to die empty, and to rob the cemetery of my gifts. <laughs> oh, doing it big, man. Doing it big for the kingdom. I love it. That's awesome. Yes. So, so Les, we're just about to wrap up. Uh, can you please fill me in and the audience in on what you have going on right now that they can jump into because I know that you have some programs. I've seen some emails come through, and I see what you're up to. You're hustling. You're making it happen. So how can Absolutely, we Absolutely, yes. My goal is to finish strong. I believe we need messengers of hope more now than ever before. Evil prevails when good men and women do nothing. And so we have created something called Power Voice System. And for people who 
have a story or a business that they want to grow and to amplify and call attention to and want to learn how to tell their story. Maya Angelou said, there's nothing as painful as an untold story buried in your soul. They can email me at lesbrown77 at gmail.com. Seven is my lucky number. lesbrown77 at gmail.com. And someone from our staff will get back to them. Because what we're doing is, is teaching people how to tell their story, how to increase their sales, how to amplify their knowledge, their abilities and talents, how to great, make a greater impact on the planet. Horace Mann said, we should be ashamed to die until we've made some major contribution to humankind. And so we're gonna teach people how to develop their leadership voice, their power voice, their superpower, and to leave a legacy rather than liabilities. Ooh, I love this. Guys, jump on it. Make sure you don't miss out on this incredible opportunity. Les taught me a little while back how to find my soul signature message. And it has been so powerful. He's allowed me to, to move into a, a higher space as a speaker. And I've been able to impact so many lives because of what Les has taught me. So don't miss out on this. If you want to step on a stage too, maybe it's not even a stage. Maybe it's social media. You know, maybe it's, it's through a YouTube channel, whatever it is. You have a voice and it needs to be heard. So Les, thank you so much. Les, one last question before we wrap up. I end every interview with this question here. The question is, if you were to deliver your last 30 second speech to the world, what would that last 30 seconds sound like? I'm thankful for the ability that I've been given to be here and present on the planet. My goal has been I aspired to inspire until I expire. This has been Cousin Joe's pride and joy and Mrs. Mamie Brown's baby boy, Les Brown. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs>